Hey, everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 31. 31. 31 wow. of the David Waskinen In the Pocket podcast, coming to you live on phillyrockradio.com. And as always, we are available to listen to any time of day on wildfireradio.com. I know Dave is very, very excited, as am I, for our guest this week. He's a, a good friend of Dave, one of the best drummers in the, the Delaware world. Valley the and the world. world. Fred Berman uh, <laughs> plays with Great. Amos Lee, a bunch of other people. and we will, <laughs> We'll talk about we, that. <laughs> we will talk uh, to Fred in just a minute. want to mention our great sponsors, the wonderful people at Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates in Lansdale. They're working with autistic children, teens, and young adults, as well as people with other behavioral diagnoses. They care what you want to learn about. So if this affects your family, please give them a call at 267-663-7141. David, I also want to mention a great friend of the yeah. show, and we have a lot of people who are big fans of the show. They check in on social media. They share right. our, they share the links to the show. I really appreciate everybody's support. Yeah. Our, our great friend, Mark Maiolino, yeah. he's a South Philly native, but he's lived a lot of his life over in Europe. He's in right. Germany now. He spent close to 30 years right. uh, with the U.S. Army, so he's a, he's a hero, and, and he's a hero to us because he's made a very generous de- donation to the show. Yeah. So thank you, Mark. Thank you for listening and for sharing. And uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, Mark, at some point, we'll have you call in from Germany and and you can share because I know he's a longtime Hooters fan. Well, I met him. I met him once. uh, I I, I think I think maybe it was Munich or one of the cities there, but we were playing outdoors and the guy we I was just walking out of the bus, walking to maybe it was after sound check, just walking around and he came over and said hello and. And we talked about the Eagles. Right. We yeah. talked about the Eagles. Right. Well, yeah. like I said, he's lived in Europe a yeah. lot of his life, or overseas, really not just guy. Europe, but he'll always be a Philadelphian. I know he just had uh, lunch with Eric Bazilian. He's, oh. he's friends with Eric. Oh, so, nice. uh, so thank you again, Mark. Thank you very uh, much. Fred Berman. Dave, what can you say about this oh, guy? Oh, man, he's my bud. <laughs> Brother from another mother. That's it. Fred and I are um, the, virtually the same age. We were born the same week. Six days apart. Six wow. days apart. Wow. And uh, we've been buddies for... Well, Fred was before you. Uh, Long time before we started the show. Fred yeah. was telling me about the first time he met you, first time he saw the Hooters. Fred, why don't you tell oh, us no, about how, how you uh, first well, discovered so the Hooters? I had met Eric uh-huh. first. We right. did a, a session together with my buddy Rick Prince. Yeah, bass player, great yeah. bass player. Yeah. And he told me about the Hooters. It was yeah. 1980, and you guys were playing at Grendel's <laughs> Mondays. On Mondays. Yeah. And I came down and I sat by the soundboard by Eddie Franco. Yeah. And my head was ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was they were fun times because I, I think the first time we did a, it was before there were residencies. You know, now you everybody got residencies. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Vegas and everything. But we did our first Larry Goldfarb. I remember he was booking the venue. That was his room. Right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Grendel's Lair. Because I remember I saw the, you know, I saw the Brecker Brothers there. The police played there. It yes, was a they great did. little yeah. funky room. Mm-hmm. And um, Fifth we, and South. We decided, Rob, I guess Rob and Eric decided that, hey, we'll, we'll play there. Um, and um, I, we called it the Hooters Dance Party. Because oh, we were right doing a lot of ska and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and we had like maybe 20 people at the first show at best. And then every week it just grew. And it grew substantially. I remember like at one point um, there was a line down the street. And this was which happened within like six to eight week time. And we, it was really so um, instrumental in the way the Hooters developed. You know, yep. we were already playing like we started playing in clubs in Levitt, bars in Levittown. Right, right. And then, then this was... 
this this thing came up, and Charlie, I remember Charlie Kendall, who was the program director at MMR, he came in, and Fred came in, and all these different people that were like playing bands and in, in, around, and yeah. yeah, man. So I didn't know that, Fred. Well, Fred, yeah. you were I'd read somewhere where you were you've always been a fan of reggae, so were you yep. attracted to what the because not Absolutely. a lot of bands were doing what the Hooters Absolutely. were doing back in 1980. No, different. I, I uh, you know, the movie The Harder They Come, sure, Jimmy and, Cliff, yeah. So I saw that in high school. Yeah. I was up visiting a friend of mine in Martha's Vineyard, and the movie was playing at the local movie theater. Jimmy Cliff. And that was it. Right. Like, you were uh, hooked. 74, I think. That's why you play so well. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, you know I mean, the whole reggae thing, it's, um, you know, when I, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think what, you know, there was a pop song, I forget, it probably was Harder They Come that I would hear on right. And oh, radio. the Israelites! Yeah, the Israelites. Yeah, and and Seven, uh, yeah. uh, I didn't know it was reggae, but I remember hearing that music and being really attracted to the the, the, the rhythm. The yeah. beat was like, oh, that's a different. And the drop, the drop beat. Who yeah. uh, I forget the guy's one name. Drop. One drop, right? Yeah. One drop right. thing. And uh, I got way into you know that just attracted me, like it attracted right. you. Yep. Absolutely. And then we started hearing like Toots and the Maytels and oh, that, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, it was music that just, it, like, it did exactly what it did to me. It did it to you, too. Yep. That was the sh- shit, man. We would hear yeah. that. It was something yeah. new and different for yeah. us, anyway. Right. right. Yeah. I, I, it allowed me to play a little different than, because I love, you know, like Gringo and Charlie. Oh, yeah. And some, like Buddy Rich and all that guy. That, oh, yeah. To me, it was less traditional, and it wasn't so far out jazz that I couldn't play it. You know? Right, I right, could right. play it as yep. a young kid. Yep. And uh, so, you know, we were we were touched by that. Speaking of Buddy, yeah. you know, there's that picture of you and Buddy yeah. from Brandy's Wharf, I yeah. think it was. It, actually, your picture is actually taken from um, from uh, the Lambertville Music Circus. Oh, wow. My, I used to go there with my dad. My dad, too. Oh, my dad that's took crazy. Me, my dad would take me to, to see shows. You know, I passed on a Duke Ellington show with my dad. Really? What an asshole I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw did, Basie there. Yeah, I that saw Basie great. at my high school. Oh, wow. He played at Woodrow Wilson High School, man. Woodrow, I, I don't know if people know it, but I remember Butch, Butch Miles was yeah. playing drums. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I, 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 I must have loved it even then because I went over to Butch Miles and... Um, no one was going over to Bitch Mom. No one right. was talking to Butch. And I went over to, I wanted to talk to Butch. Everybody wanted to talk to Count Basie. And, um, but I wanted to talk to Butch. Can, can I just say how lucky our listeners are, as am I, as is Marcus? I mean, <laughs> you guys are sitting here reminiscing of these yeah. great stories. And it's like you guys get together for lunch every week, every have these week. conversations. Yeah. We do. So now it's just the rest of the world gets to eavesdrop yeah, in exactly. on these well, conversations. Well, we tried so it. We, Fred and I try to meet up on Wednesdays, uh, unless our schedules don't allow, right. which happens quite a bit. But sure. we, we got this standing you know, thing. We meet on Wednesday, and we meet, and we go to the, uh, Manella's Diner, and we have breakfast. So anybody listening want to meet us <laughs> <We> <laughs> on Wednesdays. But Ken, we let Kenny Aronson in and a couple other guys. Have, so it's you not know. just drummers. You got you. Well, right. it, it got other partic- musicians get to yeah. sit into. Yeah, I mean, we'd love it if it was all drummers, but you <laughs> right. know, Kenny, we let Kenny, him because he lives around there, yeah. so he can just walk there. Yeah. Right. Good. He's got damn good <laughs> bass player too. Great, <laughs> Fred. Let's hear a little of your story. Dave mentioned Ringo. Obviously, uh, Ringo was kind of where you fell in love with the drums, oh, right? Why don't absolutely. you tell us about that? So there, nobody in my family, immediate family, played music, but my my parents were great dancers. Wow. And my mom worked for a record distributor in Philly and worked for it's indirectly in Decca blood. Records. Yeah, that's very so cool. So there was music all over the house. Wow. And then, this is before the British invasion, my friend's older brothers, because I'm an only child, my friend's older brothers 
they were all into Motown yeah. and Stacks. Yeah. So that's what I heard outside of the house. That right. was the first music I heard. That's so cool. And and Delphonics yeah. and Philly stuff. Right. Early sure. Philly stuff. But yours is, and again, Fred. That's like me. I had a neighbor. I had a cool neighborhood uh, family lived in uh, Maroon Road. And Wayne Myers, his mom and dad had a great record collection. You know what record we would listen to? Beatles. And then we had James Brown live at the Apollo. Oh, right on. Man, we listened to James Brown live at the Apollo all the time. Yeah. Sex Machine. Yeah. Papa's got a brand new bag. You know, yeah. all that stuff. They had the greatest records. And uh, he was a cool musician, man. This guy, uh, I, he joined the string band when he was young in Levittown. He oh, would go, wow. Well, he'd go to Philly and play with the string right, band. Right, right, right. Cool guy with records. And like you, that's how it touched me. Yeah. My dad had records, too. I, I remember particularly, because I'm, I'm kind of messing around this idea of recording a, like a big band record. I'd like, oh, yeah. like to do that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and as, a, as a tribute to my father, I wanted to record some of the music that he turned me on to. Um, um, We've got uh, breaking news right here. This is a new. Yeah, I mean, it's just yesterday. The Dave Wasikin and Big Band. I like it. I, I like it. It's funny. You're gonna. I'm gonna hire. You're gonna play on it. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, you it's are. Your gig. <laughs> but check this out. Yeah. So it's so funny. You should mention that. So anyway, yeah, the Beatles hit and Ringo. Yeah, it's all in that faded Sunday night in February and. Were you, already, were you already playing the drums at that point, no. or was it seeing Ringo that made you want to play the drums? That made me want to do it. But the the funny thing about it is my dad would listen to big band yeah music. like my dad and, and he would say yeah. okay i'm paying for your lessons i want you to play <laughs> along to this and he yeah. would put on sing 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 wow right. benny goodman yeah, yeah. right Gene krupa, krupa. krupa and i would tr attempt to play along yeah. but i had i attempted it every day right 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 that was like part of my yeah you probably uh, coming yeah, up. We probably had probably the same records too. Oh, you know, like totally. my dad, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And I got a buddy of mine. I remember a kid across the street who moved in, Dickie Dennis. His parents, he would buy record. He had belonged to this Columbia Record Club. Oh yeah, remember Columbia Record Club? They had to rip, rip, no, rip I know, off. I know Columbia exactly Record Club. But I was so jealous. There were ways to there were ways to beat it. By the yeah. way, oh, <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't know. But he got that record, <laughs> and, he, and he got the Chicago, the double white album, Chicago. Remember with the twenty five? Oh yeah, all that stuff. The second he had he had yeah. the, he had uh, Trans, Chicago Transit Authority. The first album, right, That's great. right, right, yeah. and we would listen to that, and then he got. Uh, the, the, the double white album, which I thought at Car in Carnegie Hall, the, and then he had a Carnegie no, Hall record. Oh, I was right? talking about Benny Goodman's Carnegie. Right, Hall. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. But both of them, that you probably oh, yeah, had yeah, all yeah. those records. That's right. Man. The, they're live. Anything albums. worthwhile was always recorded at Carnegie Hall. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Chicago, do you know that Danny Seraphine? I think it was Danny. I always get him and Bobby Columbia, sorry, yeah. mixed up yeah. from Blood, Sweat, and Tears. I right. think it was Danny Seraphine. Right. Study with Philly Joe Jones. No, I didn't. He was know. a huge fan. He would come know. to Philly to take lessons. Yeah. What a trip Philly was, yeah, too. man. I'm Philly Joe Jones, you know? Right, yeah. Joe Casadas used to make me listen. Well, I wasn't a big chore, but he'd say, listen to the, his records with Earl Garner. And he oh, listen wow. to Because Philly was the best, the brush man. Brush, yeah. Brush man. He wrote you know? a great book. Yeah. Brushes. You know, I don't think I ever saw that book. I don't think I got that for him, man. You're gonna give it to me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Fred. Go. So anyway, so you, you, we're gonna divert today, probably. <laughs> How long does this thing go? Well, <laughs> hour, hour and fifteen minutes. But I figure you guys will be talking all afternoon. So, uh, we'll do, Marcus, just keep it running. <laughs> <laughs> just keep the tape running. Part two. Uh, so, um, 
you see Ringo, you get you start playing the drums. Uh, and how long before you're in your first band? Uh, nine years old. We had a band called the Rebels. Nine years old. Yeah, <laughs> me and Joe Mass. Yeah, no joke. yeah. He's the guy that's doing the Neil Young thing right now, yeah. right? He's yep, good. Yep, yep. Wait, so somebody else that you were in a band with when you're nine years old is still also a musician? Oh, everybody. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. oh, that's so cool. Everybody in the band. Bubba was yeah. on Were you base. all around wow. nine, ten years old? Wow. Were you all around yeah, the same Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think maybe they were a hair older. Wow. No, I don't know. Maybe Joe right. wasn't. But, but still, that's yeah. pretty... Uh, and you guys <laughs> were playing... It was like a garage rock band, right? It was You were playing... Yeah, uh, garage music. That was our yeah. stage. <laughs> yeah. So like Gloria and yeah. stuff like that. You got it. Yeah. We all played Gloria, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Was that a Louie Louie? You guys should Louis, knock a little... Yeah. There was another song that was easy to play on a guitar. was a Buffalo Springsteen... Sp Springsteen. Ah. Buffalo Springfield song. Um, the way... Uh, what it's worth. Oh, it was always an easy one. I, 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 that was one of the first ones I learned on guitar. Wow. Was, you could play it. And... Um, that was another one that people played. That was an time, easy you know? one. That was yeah. an easy one. Yeah, you know what cool. I say was always a good one to play. Too. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't uh, playing that one. No, we played. I guess that was because Wayne was like a little more. Advanced. <laughs> I didn't know he was advanced. But he was advanced. So right. What right, I say, right. you know. So. so is that? Do you at that point, as even as a, that young, do you know? God, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to play drums. I mean, were the chicks into you at that age, or? or uh, I, I mean, there's always that. Yeah, you know, you play and. <laughs> elementary school you play and another friend's band play you're both playing and you're starting to get more attention you know obviously there's that but i really didn't i don't think i decided that this was what i wanted to do or could do until high school the end of high school it's like yeah. what am i gonna do all right now yeah. what yeah what are you that's gonna a, do that's, now that's a scary time for it people is. I remember. it is God bless my mom. I remember I took a walk around the neighborhood with her, and you know, she said to me, "You should do what you love to do," you know, because I was lost. And you know, I mean, I was, yeah. but I loved playing music. Right. I loved playing music. Yeah. But then I'm going like, how do you make money? Even though, you know, we're making some money, but then right, right. kind of always look at the big picture, and that was a little scary to me. Yeah, but we're both lucky in that, our, and I presume this is the same for you that. Our parents supported oh. what we did. Oh man, no right? Question, no question about it. Yeah, I know. I thought I told you the Asbury Park story of my father. No, I don't know if I've told you. When I came to see the the Hooters were playing, he was construction worker, and I, and, I knew that. Uh, and my dad, and I was looking out on the uh, beach. It was a packed. It was packed. Thousands of people were playing on the beach, and my look out, and my dad's in his. He had his tool belt. He had his hammer he had all his tools and he looked at me and he gave me a, like a thumbs up and he had he was sweating and we were walking back to the dressing room my dad was always in work clothes you made the right choice <laughs> you made the right choice that was my pop that's awesome god bless him man but Very you know cool. they, i never met your dad oh uh, he man, was I my pop was really a great Urpo. great guy Urpo, yeah yeah, yeah. he was like well, that's finished you know but he he, he you know he was always kind of a little self-conscious about his accent and his english but then later i i don't know when he had his fuck it moment but at one point he just kind of said you know i don't care uh, it, it may sound like whatever but right. he became very t -t talkative and yeah, yeah i think after he had grandkids he, he changed a bit you know right. but he was a great yeah. supporter of music That's and great. my career and yeah dave i never asked you but did you i assume your parents got to go to a lot of hooters gigs through the years or that or? my dad is in a video um the end we dance video oh, wow. he's, really? he's selling popcorn and my mom is <laughs> in the ticket booth at the x and Don. i don't think i ever knew place. that yeah That's my mom is there yeah, that's very cool. Both uh, 
you know, my dad's in heaven with popcorn, doing popcorn, and my mom's selling tickets. But she was, uh, she was, they were both just incredible people. Yeah. And I was just blessed, like, as you were, with parents yeah. that were supportive. Parents were into it. And, they would uh, come to I see me play all the time. Why we love our kids so much, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, totally. I, uh, how you doing? I check on, I'm always calling, Sam's in California, and we say, hey, what right, are you doing? Right, you know? Yeah, man. Getting back to Fred's youth, uh, and we'll get to obviously your more recent stuff. But I love the story. You grew up, uh, I guess, in Overbrook Park, yeah. And you could walk to the Tower Theater, that's right. Which, which is, when I read that, that that's, I mean, right. how how great yeah. is that? Yeah. Wow. So you were telling me about the first show you saw at the Tower. Did yeah. You uh, back in the day, they used to have an early show and a late show, and the first Easy. show I saw there was, and this is when Midnight Sun yeah. was booking. This was before sure. Electric Factory right. concerts. So the first show I remember seeing there um, was Boscag's Boscag's band. Yeah, and this is way before. And he was a blues band. He was exactly the blues. with horns. It was yeah. great. Yeah, opening for Beck Bogart and Apicet. Wow, yeah, that was the first show I saw there, and it was late. I mean, the show didn't start. And you you would have been like, uh, like 13, 14 years old, or, or? Uh, more like. 15, 15 60. Okay. Yeah. So Actually, old enough to Dallin, appreciate what you were seeing. Hey, yeah, yeah. You're friends with my wife back then, right? We grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. She's a couple of years younger than me. Yeah. But oddly enough, and we've talked about this, the yeah. first concert that we both went to is the same concert. Dal? No, you and me. me oh, wait a minute. King uh, Crimson, Jay Giles, and Humble Pie. Oh, the first. Uh, that, wait, 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 wait. King spectrum. Crimson and Jay Giles on yeah. the same bill? Yeah, and, and, Humble, and, and Humble, Humble Pie. pie. That, that's, Humble that, pie. That, that's a bizarre, that, because you got a totally different audience that's for King the way Crimson it was. and yeah. Jay Giles. And Humble, wow. That was my first show. I know a, you were was, there. Well, it wasn't my my first concert concert, right, but, right, but, but first, first, I think it might have been my first show at the Spectrum. Oh, right on. I think it was my first show at the Spectrum. Um but that's do yeah. You, do you guys remember that show? Yeah, at all? well, we, yeah, somehow came we up. Came I don't know about, how it came up. Yeah, but we were talking about shows. Yeah, yeah. but who was the headliner? Was King Crimson the headliner? No, Humble, Humble Pie. Pie. Humble, oh, okay. Humble yeah, Pie. Jay Giles was on in the yeah. middle. Right, and they were. Amazing. amazing! I remember thinking, so how, good. I remember thinking, how is someone going to? We got to get Peter Wolf right. on this podcast. How it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, how are you going to follow that? And I remember, yeah. when, and Steve Marriott came out and he did this like, ah, screaming oh, and, uh, and, and just but it, it, Peter Brandt. Yeah, it was phenomenal. They opened with Four Day Creep. Yeah, and they went into that, that live album. Oh, that they, live we were doing a live record. One. one of the great. Yeah. When I was doing this latest in the pocket live thing, that was my album. That was the okay. I wanted to oh, have right that. On. I didn't get up as much audience noise, uh, a sound as right. I would have liked to like that record. But that right. record had that's that was my record. That right was, on. You know the great live records out yeah. there. But that one was yeah. my, and I yeah. love the cover. That's but we were one. at the same show. Yep. And uh, but but uh, let me ask you this: Did you go to Steel Pier? Did you ever go to Steel Pier? You know, I never saw a show at oh, Steel Pier, and the, I have friends. I have my yeah. buddy Rick Prince worked there. Oh, he I, saw every show. I didn't see one. Yeah. Maybe it was but Rick. I, I talked because I probably because uh, Dallin. I saw the animals at Steel Pier when I was, um, I I was very young when I saw them, but I saw the animals. Uh, and because they walked, they did that John Lee, boom, 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 gonna, that oh, song yeah, right, John they opened with that, I remember, yeah. oh my God, he wore a jean jacket, I'm going, man, he is a rebel, <laughs> look at this guy, they all had suits on, ties, Eric Burden came out with a jean jacket, he was giving the finger uh, to everybody, uh, I just was like, oh my God. Uh, 
and, and, and Dow was at. I remember she was. She told me she was at that one. And uh, but then uh, you know I, I actually was at one of those shows where Charlie was playing it with Ed Hurt at Steel Pier. And, oh, the Soul Survivor. Mandrake Memorial were playing, oh, wow. and I was watching their gear. Wow. And they asked me if they watch your gear. Uh, man, that place was magical to me. I love uh, that place. I was. I'm some... so remiss that I was never there. And I used to be down in Ventnor. Yeah. Every summer right? at my uncle's house. Yeah. And I just never made it there. Yeah. But you saw so much music, and it was music was in your. Yeah. The, you, like you like realize. we said, the tower was yeah. right around the corner, so I was there as much as possible. Just a quick aside, Dave. The first show I ever saw at the yeah. tower was the Hooters. Get out. So, yeah, well, I'm a little younger than you guys, yeah. just a little bit. Wow. That's but right. so uh, yeah, so I, I mean, not, that wasn't the first time I saw the Hooters because yeah. the first time I saw you guys was when you played my high school. Ah. But the first tower show I saw yeah. was the Hooters, '85, spring of '85. So Fred said the first time he met, he met me or saw me. I, I, I the first time I recall meeting Fred. He was playing with the All Stars, right? And it was it's a blues 19, band, nineteen eighty. Right. Great band. I remember thinking, man, we still are... play together. I was actually. shocked that you were all white. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, well, because you were saying, you know, right, it, right. It, it, it was like, uh, you know what I mean? I, yeah, it, yeah. it didn't sound like it. People right, used to right. say that about Hall and Oates. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked, right. and it was like really, like really had that R and B thing down. Even though, like, and at the time. I, I, I guess I wasn't so much aware about what was happening on Muscle Shoals and stuff. Right, right, know? right. So I just assumed when I saw Otis Redding, the band was, you know, I, I was yeah, so yeah. guilty of stereotypes and shit. Right, you know? right, right. As right. I am today still in the same ways. But, but um, you know, I remember seeing you guys play. And I think, it, I believe it was a wedding. And you guys were killing it. And you were the entertainment afterwards. You were playing like there was a wedding band and then there was the dance band. And you guys wow. were killing it. Wonder who's wedding. And I think, we, was it, did you play Rick Bazillion's winning? No, but Who's? I played Richard Carden and Marcy's wedding, but not with the but All-Stars. That was, but I knew you for a while. Yeah, yeah, this was before But I that. remember I was at a party once, because I met Joe, you know, maybe I met Joey, Joey Wilson at that. First. I was with Joey Wilson, and we were watching you play. Right. And I'm thinking, this guy's really good. Oh, shucks. I remember thinking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. You know, and, uh, and, uh, and Jay was playing, Rick. And uh, it was just a great, great group. Jay Bird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the, you know, it's funny because all those guys he played with, they're all still, still playing. Working on it. And, and you know, Jay's one of the greatest Harden players I ever heard. He still is like, he has a thing. I talked to Charlie about this, man. Charlie and Winkle, man. They love the way, his, the way he plays. Oh, yeah. You know? So we're really lucky. You know, we get to play with some pretty good yeah, people. Yeah, we do. Local guys, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. Exactly. Well, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about one of the most interesting gigs uh, Fred has had. Uh, you were in a band, I guess, called First Choice in the 70s? Uh, yeah, wow. Woo. Well, I did How my did homework. You? I did oh, my homework. Oh, yeah, you do. Oh, wait a minute. Is that on the record? The Philly? That, we found out no, we were on the record no, no. together. It was, it was a Campbell. Okay. It was a, not Campbell and Huff. They were on South Soul Records, the All label. Right. But All it was right. the sound of Philly. Three girls. Uh Female singers, they all went to Overbrook High School together. Wow. And, yes, we well, toured well, with the Village This was people. the band First Choice that, that toured, toured, toured with the Village, village people. people. Well, and you played, like, big arena. And you were yeah, still, I was uh, 20, still like, in your early 20s. I was 22 years right. old. So tell, talk to, about touring with the Village people in the late 70s, and that must have uh, been crazy. It was, it was crazy. It was, it was scary and wonderful. How was it scary? Well, well because you you're see. playing yeah. your first, I mean, you yeah. know, like. yeah. You're counting a song off, and you're hoping that the rest of the band is hearing your count because you're playing in this cavernous, right. like places like the Spectrum, right? I yeah, mean, Co playing... well, we never played at 
an arena in Philly. We did something at Convention Hall, maybe. Yeah. But we were playing like Cobo Hall yeah. in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, sure. right. The stadium in Chicago, uh-huh. like those kind of places. Wow. And what, what were the crowds like? I mean, what was? Did they pay attention to you guys? Or yeah, was... yeah, because the. The girls had remember, a couple. They had a couple hits. Yeah, uh, Armed and extremely dangerous yeah. was one of their big hits. Doctor Love was another one. Wow. I mean, they had some. So this was this was this like an R and B band, like a disco yeah. Band? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. So it, oh, the, totally. musically, it, it made yeah. sense. You'd be opening for the Village People. Yeah. And they actually the, the they had one song called "Let No Man Put Asunder," which was actually the basis for house music. That beat yeah. is the basis for how. House music, and wow. I think it's uh, Earl, Earl, Earl Young, Young playing. Yeah, that's why you know, he played. Man. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, right. <laughs> Earl played on so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing about growing up in Philly, yeah. being exposed to all that great '70s Gamble mm-hmm. and Huff, Philadelphia right. International right. music. And, and 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 he had a style. He brought his thing. His his thing. Absolutely. You know, I I think you know what's funny about drummers too. It's like I I. I we grew up in a period where guys were creating their no their path, you know. Because I remember even thinking, like, I, not. I mean, look, I was, I loved reggae and I liked that, it, but it's like, I, I, I want to be just a little bit different than that guy. And I oh, sometimes right think like, there's so many people trying to mirror the next guy that right. where, where are you gonna get a little? The individ- feet? Yeah, how are you gonna do yeah. that, dude? Because yeah. like you know, it's like sometimes you gotta like you know. I know you gotta get better by practicing certain things, but it's like, dude, man, gotta come up with your thing. Yeah. What what what's gonna differentiate you from the next cat? You know, I, right? You know, good good right? point. Right. Yeah. I just want to get back to the village. Yeah, sorry, just, Andy. No, no, hey, hey talking just, about differentiating. Yeah, yourself, right. I mean, I imagine well, there's some pretty wild times. I'm sure there was some stuff going on backstage. Uh, uh, did they wear those crazy outfits and shit when you saw them? Did I? Or no, did not. They, <laughs> I, I know uh, you do. Uh, no. No, did they wear like the, the, the yeah? The, uh, so the interesting thing, no, it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty businesslike backstage. Yeah. You know, I went to a couple parties that were interesting, but <laughs> the uh, fascinating thing about there was a couple things. First of all, everybody in the organization was top shelf pro. Yeah, you know, their band, their backup band, was from Philadelphia. Really? Wow. Yeah. They, well, the band that played on the records was from Philadelphia, and the band that toured with them was from Philadelphia. Ah. Um, what we Gypsy Lane and Bittersweet were the names of okay. the two bands. Ah. And actually, so the singers, except for the lead singer, yeah. wasn't singing, weren't singing. None of them. Oh. None of them. What? They were singing a track? Nope. There was five or four guys behind a black scrim no shit. on the side of the stage that ah. were doing all the background singing. Oh. And they were the whole band was So this Philly. was Millie Vanilli before Millie Vanilli. I mean this well, is, well, Millie Vanilli had sung the track, but yeah, these guys are you but have they had a live band. These, okay, these guys actually they, they were people band. actually singing, but yeah. you just couldn't see them. Okay. Exactly. Except for the lead singer, Victor Willis. Which one was he? Who, he was sang his butt off. Which which one was he? Which character was he? The cop. The cop. Okay. The cop. Would you know it? Yeah. <laughs> singing cop. I made a confession cop. on our show a, a, a few weeks ago or a few months ago that that Village People YMCA or whatever the name of the album was that was yeah. like the first album I bought as a kid. Yeah, I know. One of them. Right, I was like, right, oh, right. You talked but, about but, that. Uh, yeah. And he admitted to that. I admitted amazing. to that. So, yeah. but, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So that must have been. So for a, for a twenty something uh, playing these arenas, I'm sure you had huge crowds. That must have been 
you, like you said, a little frightening, but also awesome. I mean, just it was changed both. your life. Yeah. I bet it was no, both. It was, yeah, it was both. You got to taste it. And back then, you know, now, I mean, one of the topics Fred and I talk about a lot. We compare hearing aids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, because we, we both, both have them. we've had hearing damage over the years, and we both deal with that. And, Occupational, um, hazard. yeah, and 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 and, one of, and we always talk about you know. Um, you know, in years like stage performances have changed over the years. I mean, like I was the, I think I might have been the only guy using in years at Live Aid. At Live Aid. I remember I when job. you started using it. Right, because Marty, Marty, Marty Garcia, Marty Garcia. Was, was trying out. Yeah. Future Sonic, still my, yep. my guys. They're amazing. Um, but, you know, you, you, you know the, the, the biggest issue, I think, a lot of times, I remember you walk into a venue, it's like, how's the. What's the monitor rig like? And who's the monitor guy? Yeah. Most important guy. Yeah. Like everybody thinks it's your a friend. Not the monitor Do guy. Do not You're, piss off tip, the monitor tip guy. Tip that man <laughs> and you find a good monitor. So you've probably experienced some pretty great monitor assistants and some pretty shitty ones yeah. too, right? Yep. You know? But in-ears is kind of the great leveler. Oh, I guess, my God. Right? I, I remember you telling me that it changed your whole life. I wouldn't be playing. I literally would not be doing a playing anymore if it wasn't for that i could not do it I, I couldn't i did a gig once and we were i remember we were playing the festival like the pink festival or something in, in uh, holland and we were playing this one tent we went in to play the tent and for some reason they didn't have a setup to do in ears it oh, was at boy. that time like everybody has that yeah, now yeah, yeah, but sure. they didn't have equipped for that and i had yeah. my ears and i remember it was so difficult because it was a cacophony like sounds coming from everywhere wow it was driving me insane you got and your in ears in right now i got people pair, can't I'm see it them. i have yeah, in ears yeah, yeah. Uh, these aren't my these yeah, but I I um, I'm using them and I yeah. use them exclusively because and I take them to, I have a little mixer I bring two gigs now and I plug in and I take a line out right because on. I just have to have it. That's man. smart. Yeah, we're kind of jumping around Fred's career a little bit, but I want to talk about I know in the '80s you played with John Kuzma and Bobby yeah. Woods, uh, Dave's got... close friends, late members of the Hooters, original yeah. lineup yeah. of the Hooters. Yeah. Talk about yeah. playing with Kuzma and Woods uh, and how that came about. And well, you've knew Bobby man. for a long time too. Yeah, I'm starting to get sad. Yeah, but, that's a tough one for us. Uh, they were our buddies. Shoot. I know. Yeah, they were like, yeah. yeah. That's why I love Fred, because Fred and I both have that emotional connection. Yeah, I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. It's all right. All right. I knew it was going to come up. Yeah. I was hoping it would yeah. come up. Yeah, well, yeah. can you kind of look, yeah. look back we at how them. you... This was while after the Hooters got back together with their new lineup. Exactly. And John and Bobby weren't yep. the band anymore. Yeah. And you so playing with them. John and Bobby and Jay Davidson yes. and myself, yeah. uh, John put together a band called the heartbeats yeah. and okay, right. not to be confused with the top 40 band called the heartbeats right. or the doo-wop old doo-wop band called the heartbeats right. and it was a, all of john's material yeah. and some of the material that he played with the hooters like jet black uh, in love and a decision yeah yeah jet black. drop your eyes drop did, your eyes drop your eyes drop your eyes play that let me tell you the hooters did it and that song was done by mary rice oh right honesty plays yeah yeah uh, we I think we even did it a little while. I mean, John and I played with Steve Solitus, and we did a little stock okay. thing, played yeah. it there. It was like the longest-running song. Today, still, and it's still a great... I don't know what he's singing about, and I, sometimes I don't know what his words are. I know my son has asked me because him and Evan, John's right, son, right, right. Uh, they both wanted to record it. If you don't know the song, there's a Drop it's on eyes. YouTube. There's a yeah. full Hooters show from yeah. uh, Emerald City in Cherry Hill oh, where oh, wow. you guys did oh, Drop Your that? Eyes, yeah. and you can, you can look it up on YouTube. Oh, Hooters, that. Emerald City, I think uh, it's like 1981. Wow. People, like, 
old time Hooters fans know this. Maybe newer mm. fans might not. How talented John Kuzma oh, was. I mean, talent, he ridiculous. He, yeah, he, you know, he he's, was amazing, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and he's another Bucks, another lower oh, Bucks. He was my brother. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was my. They were boys. We were really close. He was older than me. He was my mentor in a lot of ways, and 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 we lived together, and we got in trouble together. We were. He was just the best, and um, he even worked for my father for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, we used to, I can see it. That. Could you I imagine? can totally see it. My dad, my dad hired John and I to put roofs on houses. <laughs> wow! You should see when we showed up at seven in the morning after we did a gig. Imagine. One day, I think I think John hit his hand. He, I did the same thing, but I remember the specific day when John hit his. He was. I showed him how to put nails in his hand, in, in, in his hand, in hand, and then flick out a hammer, a nail, and hit it with a hammer. And you get real quick, and you say, boom, boom, boom. Right, And right. John hit his ah. finger one day, so done. I'm done. <laughs> See you. Oh, Gone. Man. I'm out of here. I'm yeah, I, I, I don't blame him. I would have been you know? the same way. But, wow. we used to go, but we were like, you know, and, and, uh, we finished the two, and then we'd have a few drinks or something, and then right. we'd wake up the next day, get go to work, and my dad, had, and he's like, you got you to work. And uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah man. Wow. <laughs> I think I mean it's really nice that Crazy. all these years later that you still get emotional, you know, kind of reminiscent about John and Bobby yeah. and, and playing with them and uh, and Bobby and I played in a group called the Pliers together. I mean, yeah, that's come up on this. Show. Yeah, he, we, he did yeah. some uh, stuff recording with the Pliers, a recording to hang up your stock. Yeah. Oh man, we were honored to be in that band. That's Phil and Joe. Yeah, Nicolo, Phil and Joe, right, Nicolo, right, Dave right. Johnson. Yeah. Dave Some Johnson. of the greatest bass players stockings. in the world played yeah. in that band, besides yeah. Bobby, Doug yeah. Grigsby, Chico Huff. Yeah. I mean, these are really on great. and on. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we've been doing that. I mean, that was like 81, 82, uh, right? What? Uh, the the pliers? pliers? Right. Or were you Something doing that before? Like that, 84, yeah. 85. Yeah. That was been that... right before the Hooters got yeah. signed to Columbia, maybe right. around the time Amore was out. Dave, let me ask you a question. Because obviously the Hooters were uh, enjoying all kinds of success at this I mean, huge success at this point in the mid 80s. You were one of the biggest. Didn't even fans. know what it was, but things were moving. But yeah, did yeah. you. I, I know you. you, you Missed playing with John with uh, John and Bobby a little bit. I mean, were you aware of the heartbeats? And oh yeah, we were doing, by rehearsals. Yeah, man. man I because he was he was my best friend, man. So it was like when I when we broke up, when we stopped playing together, people people assumed I, I don't know what they assumed, but like you know, my I was heartbroken. That was like you know, I remember when we reformed and but you know, I I just think because God John, you know, like he, John was an independent thinker and and this is the way it's going to be and i just don't think you know you can have you it's a democracy doesn't work in a band it doesn't not, man not i don't give really. a shit when anybody says you need yeah. a leader yeah and 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 john was a leader in that regard and so was rob Hunt. so he needed to be doing his own yeah. thing which he did which he did yeah i mean that's yeah. you know they're both very strong personalities they're yeah. definitely on had the ideas on the way things should be yeah. i think john needed to go do his thing and yeah. i think that that was and i think rob and eric both knew that yeah and uh and i remember when they called me you know to do you want to do it and i went uh yeah but what about the other guys right. <laughs> you know right. i was always heartbroken I can about only that. Imagine. but that you know yeah. it had to be yeah, and yeah. Uh, but then he got to play with he was playing with you guys and then, and it was great. I mean, yeah. like I always loved it because I love Fred and I love his drumming and I was just like, I you know you you got like a little professional jealousy because it's like oh, I'd love to be playing with He's these playing guys. with my boys. You, you know, know what I mean? I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course you're you're 
you know, playing stadiums and touring the world. And, right. And so right. It's, it's not like things weren't working out for you, but I can understand how right. that there's something missing a little bit. Yeah, because like with... you kind of come up and you're thinking like, wouldn't it be nice to get a, a like a platinum record with this guy? Right. You know, right. like right. I said, you work, but but then it happened and um, was meant to Fred happen like that. And then yeah. and you know like and you had a great. You know the band was. It's to this day. I always get people talking about the heartbeats and and uh, you know John got his deal with Epic. Yeah. And unfortunately, that necro- it, record never got out. But no. it was a cool record. And yeah. uh, um, you know, but the record industry was crazy back then, man. You know how they but we showcase for records. every single label in the world. But people were back wanting then. to see him, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. a he was a ch- charismatic guy. guy. And he knew he, he knew, loved your playing too, man. Because he would tell me, man, I oh, love right playing on. with Fred. That he means loved, a lot. He loved your playing, man. Really right did. On. Speaking of charismatic guys from Philly, and again, we're jumping all over the place a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in the '90s, you hooked up with Tommy Conwell and helped form the Little Kings. I right? did. Yeah, which is yeah. Yeah. actually all right. So I've known Tommy since he was maybe 18 when he was in when he was playing with Mark Keneally down Keneally. in Delaware. And Tommy was always Tommy, personality-wise, right? Doc, I mean, yeah. And he was always a great guitar player, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, He's a great player, man. Jazz guy, man. Yeah, that's, People don't know, man. I can't the first gig play. I ever did with him was a jazz gig with him and Tyrone Brown, great yeah. bass player who used to play with Pat Martino and Max Roach and, and on you know, and on and on. And Tommy loves those guys. Yeah. Loves yeah. them. At JJ's Grotto. Yeah. But that's yeah, right. that's what he talked about when he was on the show. Uh, he was he was to sneak out there. His friends going, "I'm going to go see the Dead or Led Zeppelin." He's going, "Well, I'm going to go see Pat Martino and his little band." Well, or his two favorite acts growing up, and forgive me, Tommy, if I'm not paraphrasing this right, was Charlie Parker yeah. and the Sex Pistols. I mean, that, that's <laughs> right. He that was a punk was guy his, and a jazz guy. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, well, that's him, man. But so, that, um, so, yeah, so, but guys... so Tommy actually. At one point, I don't know if you remember this time, he asked me to join his band when he was putting together uh, the, the Rumble. Rumble. Oh, cool. Okay. And I was had been playing with the All-Stars, the blues band, yeah. and I was just looking to do something a little different yeah. than the blues at yeah. that point because right. that's what Tommy was doing. Right. And then he called me up one day and he's like, what can you tell me about this Steve Mountain guy? <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> yeah. I said, he will keep you working. Yeah. And the he rest did. is history, yeah, I did. guess. He did. Right. But then you ended up playing with Tommy in the in the you, Little Kings. Years the later, yeah. after. That's a great record, too. I heard some of I don't think I'm not playing on that record. Uh, I left because my shoulder started oh, acting I'm, up again. You had some real issues. I have some serious that. tendonitis, and which people, I still have. It drum, drummers, man. Like but, I, I had the hip yeah. replacement drumming. Yeah, our ears. We yeah. take a beating, man. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, especially guys yeah. that have been doing it as long as you and I have been doing <laughs> guys it. Guys that are as old as yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> Crusty. Let's uh, take a quick break. Uh, well, then we'll get back and talk in, about Fred's uh, more recent stuff with Amos Lee, some of the yeah. other stuff he's doing now. Sure. But uh, and we'll maybe play some music that Fred has played on. Okay. But uh, let's uh, first hear from our friends at Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates. Hi, my name is Gabe, and I have autism. When I was diagnosed with autism, I realized it was hard for me to do what people call normal. For example, I would get easily upset and overreact to small problems. When it was time for me to go to college, I had an especially hard time. That's when I went to Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates. Gabe made the right choice. They helped me prepare for college with my interests in mind. 
They taught me coping strategies, organization skills, and self-advocacy. Not only that, they boosted my confidence using evidence-based treatment programs such as Think Confident, Be Confident. This helped me prepare for employment opportunities as a peer mentor here at Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates. We are dedicated to improving the lives of teens and young adults with autism. Thanks to them, I am better prepared for college and can continue my life's journey. Now I can pursue a career in animation and continue my job as a peer mentor. Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates in Lansdale, PA. Call us at 267-663-7141. All right. Well, thank you very much, Gabe. And uh, we're back here with the great drummer, Fred Berman. Uh, so uh, there was Fred mentioned during the break uh, a couple of the guys that he's played with that, that we haven't talked about yet, Alan Mann. Yeah. So I met – Alan had moved to Holland. I'm not sure if it was right after high school. And mm. he was busking over yeah. there just playing, you know, acoustic uh. guitar and singing. And when he moved back to Philly – he put a band together, and I was his first drummer. Was that the the free, free arts, arts band? Oh no shit! Yeah, yeah. Wow. And wow. we made a record in one day. Yeah. And I actually listened to it recently. It's probably not, good. It's not as bad as I. <laughs> no, I know. You would think that <laughs> yeah. it was. Was that the record that we found that we both did in 1969? No, that was uh, that was like one of those radio stations, w- Wizard it- 100 or WFIL. Mike- Nice. Mike Nice, yes. Exactly. From Dancing on Air. We recorded that record in Camden. Yes, that's right. It was me and Danny DiGennaro and John Kuzma. I think it was Bobby Bobby Woods. Danny D'Souza and me. And and Heidi? No, it was before Heidi. Before Heidi. It was before the Torpedo, the the Hot Property thing. Okay. But you were with Paul Paul Vernick's on that record as well, who's a great musician out of no the the thing i did was i think it was called the long distance fantasy band because one of the guys didn't live around here anymore but it was me rick prince a fellow named tim jordan who was in a band called forest green forest keyboard player uh no guitar player. oh okay i I remember them they were like one of the first philly bands signed to a major label yeah yeah. quotes i remember Uh, them yeah uh and you know, Tim's a great singer, a great guitar player, and I—I I forget who else was in the band. Maybe Frank Martin on yeah. keyboards. Anyway, but so, we found that record. Yeah, it was one of these records where there was like a compilation yeah. of all local talent. Cool. That was a cool thing because back in the day, <clears throat> if it wasn't because he, he mentioned uh, like Hot Property, we end up being uh, Danny D'Souza just happened to send a tape in because they were having a contest for uh, oh. that helps promote right right and right, then we sure. got in this thing called the wmmr breakout thing which the cats uh, my yes. friend, tommy stewart you know tommy stewart the drummer I don't, tommy and uh, uh, danny twiston and jimmy mahoney the guitar player they were the northeast he, philly he guys passed away recently. yeah, yeah. Uh, amazing he played I with tj played with tj tindall right and tommy on. was a, just a great drummer oh wow played yeah man he, he reminded me of jeff Picaro in some ways because he kind of looked yeah. like him and then he wow. played within there <clears throat> wow speaking <clears throat> of great drummers yeah that used to hang in Levittown. Yeah. Bobby Chenard. Yeah, Bobby. How, was... did, how did he wind up in Bucks Because of Danny DiGennaro. Really? Danny, yeah, Danny DiGennaro was the... You know, Danny got a reason. Was a, uh, it's funny because <clears throat> Danny was traveling around the nation. Oh, when with I Steve Shot With him Shive, and yeah. Shive. Yeah. <clears throat> and, Another great drummer. Yeah, awesome. From awesome Bucks drummer. Bucks. Um, but Chenard ended up there because Chenard was just a just a, a a bohemian kind of dude, you know. He was he's a little out of his mind, and uh, <laughs> I hung out with Bobby a little bit because I met him through Danny, and he was playing with uh, 
uh, I, I'm not sure how he kind of connected with Danny, but Danny was using him to play drums. Right. Kuzma Bob, told me about him. Bobby was an interesting cat to watch do a session. I, I went to a, Sky, a session of Skyline one day, and Bobby kind of came from where we, the way we approached playing. I just, <clears throat> you know, served the song. Right, right. And Bobby, I don't care if there was a chart or anything, Bobby heard the song a certain way, and it's, that's it. I don't care if you got a, you know, it's like yeah. you hear the click or whatever, but right, it was right, like, right. boom. Um, what a what a Play dude. with Billy Squires band, yeah, among others. And then, well, he, and Bobby with Robert Gordon was unbelievable. Oh, great. I never saw him. Oh yeah, Bobby. he played with Robert really? Gordon. Oh, and uh, what's goodness. that great uh, Tony Garnier? Tony Garnier, from yeah, Garnier. Dylan's he played musical bass director. And Bobby yeah. Chenard and I think Chris Spedding or wow. Link Link Ray. I mean, that was like badass. Ooh. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna. Sit back. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. I think no I'm serious. No, no. I'm serious. I'm just going to sit back and listen to you guys just yeah. talk because this is fat. This is uh, so fascinating. This and it's great stories, you know. man. But so, let's talk. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I was deferring to you. I was just going to say uh, you've been with Amos Lee since 2002. I, uh, well, Amos and I have gone in separate directions yeah. as of about a year ago, okay. actually. Yeah. And it's all good. It was yeah. time, you know, 15 years is a long time. And it was time for us to. Yeah, that's always cut the court. I I admire your professionalism in that because I guess I you know like I've been in a band a long long time. Yeah, it'll be forty years. Which, but you know we but we detached for periods of time. I don't know if we ever really broke up officially, right? Or or made a split. You know, I got I you 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 know you knew like okay I'm I'm because but you don't know because you may. The way our lives are, you never know if you're going to oh, play a game together. I mean, I, I, I'm playing with Andy King, and I never thought I'd be playing right? with Andy King. Exactly. And I'm, I'm loving it. And I think Andy is, too. You right know? on. So you just don't know. But when you move like that from something you were like, like the Hooters are in my DNA. Right. I don't care how much as I try sure. to, if I, 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 I'm just, I'm a Hooter. Right, right. You know, and I've been sure. there from day, day, day one. one. Yeah. I remember when they told me they were going to call the band the Hooters, and I went, what? How do I tell my friends I'm in this band called the Hooters? I had, like, I was in two crazy, but, but it was a genius move. Right. Smart. It worked. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, how do get, you deal with that? I'm, I mean, right now, I am busier than I have ever been. I love Because sometimes you get a little complacent when you know you have that gig. Yeah. You're not as hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right now I'm playing with like seven or eight different acts. And so playing your ass off. I'm I'm keep I'm trying. Right. Yeah. And, and you busy. were telling me before they're all a lot of different genres too. Yeah. Right? I mean that's the best part. Yeah. Just to keep keep your head from the jazz thing. You like Stanton more? Yeah, yeah. I you know, I saw uh his group Drummer. Drummer I love. I saw them. At Silk City, yeah, and there was like maybe seven people. Wow, in the audience. God bless that dude, man. He's like He's just great. Like, that guy is playing New Orleans. Uh, I, I, I love the way he like. I'm, I'm just uh, setting up my kit for what I'm going to use. I'm using two cowbells and a tambour, you know, because I'm, you know, trying to do just different. Well, I think you, you got to morph with your body and your age and your style. Like I can't, I can't play the way I played when I was in the '80s. I mean, I think I could, but I look like a jerk off if I was doing that. I think that you know what I mean. I just think that I want to play a little more. Um, I don't know. Just try to do something different. And, and, and yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. When I see Stanton, I'm going, that's that's He's it. Great. 
you know, and you got that. Like when I saw you play at Dawson's with 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 uh, Connor Kennedy and and God bless Zach. them, Zach's a badass bass player. Never overplays, just plays beautifully. You were a monster that night, and he plays. You were doing Richie Hayward, you know. Oh yeah, like Richie, like nobody, like. And to me. You know, like with the you age, know, he knows Richie yeah, Hayward. Yeah, we could tell some stories about that. But oh, Richie, we have a good Richie Hayward story. <laughs> do, you, do, do we get Fred's take? Is this the same story you told? Well, I don't know, but he's going to tell us here. Well, let's hear your take. All right, so <laughs> I was, story. Uh, okay, yeah, so go ahead, I, you can go. <laughs> I played uh, one of the people I played with back in the day was a great singer songwriter named Craig Bickhart. Yeah. yeah, I know the name. Sure, and we were opening for. Chicken legs. Yeah. This is after Lowell had passed. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was basically, it was everybody from Little Feet, but... Um, uh, Bill Payne Pat, wasn't... Bill. Bill was... Bill, Bill Payne was, yeah, wasn't there, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Hodge was there. Yeah. He was fronting the band. Yeah. Love Hodge. And... Like five minutes to show time, no Richie. <laughs> Richie's missing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've done our set. We're hanging out yeah. backstage. I'm, I'm sitting by the monitor desk because, like, I'm going to watch the show from the monitor. Yeah, but they're going to call watch, Fred up the play. I'm going to watch Richie, like, from here. Yeah. No Richie. So yeah. did he show up, or did you have well, to sit Well, eventually he <laughs> showed up. He was them. down at Dobbs with David. <laughs> oh, so it is. in the trouble. Okay, so yeah, that's the same we were, night, but we yeah. never heard the, the, yeah. the other take, the other side oh, of wait, it. Oh, wait, what did you tell them? Well, <laughs> I know that Rich, 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 I, I, that's fine, but the Rich Hayward, you know, we connected immediately. He invited me to his house when I was in L.A., and, and we, were, we were good, you know, and I'd see him later on in years, right before he passed away, I'd see him, and... Uh, you know, but we hung out. So we, I don't think he told the part with, that when you were hanging out with him that he yeah. was missing a gig at the yeah. time. Yeah, he was well, a little late. Rich, rich, <laughs> rich, 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 like the uh, partake in the extracurricular kind of stuff. And hey, Dave, what are you doing? So, uh, yeah. And I was unfortunately involved with that at the so time. So when we had Paul Barrera on, I should have yeah. said, Paul, we, you, know, you know the night Richie didn't show up. Yeah. You blame it on Dave. <laughs> he did show up, but he was just a <laughs> little right, tardy. Yeah. Rich, yeah. rich was a, a big, big hero. I, you know, we love. Keltner and oh, yeah. and Rich and because oh, yeah. they, they 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 just are just special guys, you know. Nowadays, <clears throat> the advent of YouTube, you see these videos. I mean, these drummers like I mean, like I, I, for instance, I, I think it's great because people learn easier than they have so many opportunities to learn things. I got I got a um, I've been helping out at School Rock. Um, and, and one of my biggest challenges is with nowadays is like I got this incredible drummer. He's like can play anything, but he can't play more than like four, six, bo eight bars without going nuts. Oh, like, er, like, like, dude, don't you hear the song? Man? Right, right. So I mean, like, guys are just like, I want to be the guy. It's like, dude, trust me. If you make this song sound great, you will be, You'll the, be guy. the guy. You'll right. be the guy. I mean, right. like, and, you know, like the and and, and everybody's like, when and all and over it, and I'm like, oh Jesus, it sounds like. But out here, it sounds like crap, you know. Right. But I mean, look, I'm impressed, man. You can do a double triple dip a tap a tap a you know. Right, it's like, right. but pat a flap Yeah, pat a flap a do 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 you know. And it's doo doo, man. It's like make the song sound great, you know. But that's I think it. that's probably one of the things that like YouTube, YouTube has kind of been uh, bad, bad for because um, guys that are really not equipped to go there. Look, I want you to get as good as you can get, but then again, you have to really look at the big picture, you know. Making like, music. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah man. We promised some songs that uh, Fred played on. Um, let, let, how about our friend Pete Donnelly? You, you gave us uh, uh, Dr. Oh, Richard, Pete. Uh, which uh, Pete we had on. He's the uh, best, uh, isn't he? You, you, Pete, you mentioned you're playing with seven different people now, or seven different bands. Pete, Pete is Pete definitely is one of them. One of, uh, Pete, I'm one of the first people that Pete met in Philly. I met him at Andy Kravitz's studio. Great the, drummer, great friend. Bar, great, fabulous drummer at the barn. Pete was hanging out by the window. Yeah. And I went up and talked to him. I was like, hey, man, how are you? And that, that was it. Yeah, you was. So he plays on we, all can stuff. We play, let's play uh, Dr. Richard, yeah, yeah. Pete Donnelly song from last year. There's yeah. a great video, a great rooftop video. Were you in the yeah, video? Yeah, it was, uh, excuse me for looking like uh Yeah, I couldn't Eskimo. tell if it was you because you were really all It was really cold yeah. up there. I don't know how there's other people... Yeah. <laughs> did it just to look cool. Check out uh, Pete Donnelly, uh, Dr. Richard on YouTube. But in the meantime, let's hear a little of it featuring Fred Berman on drums. There you go. That's Fred. That sounds great. Pete's a wizard in the studio. And live. Where did you record this? At his place? Yeah. I don't know. To a song like this, are you are you paying attention to the drums? Yeah, uh, like separate from the no, nah, not track separate, or? but I listen to yeah. like you know, like I would die in there. Is that that Slingerland, Slingerland kit that's in there? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, look, Mike's technique. A lot of things have to do. You know, the way Fred hits the drums yeah. that has so much to do with drum sound, how people approach the instrument. How they how they go about it doing does. what they do. True. You learn tricks or just sounds. You know, we talk about engineers that we engineer like Bill Whitman. Bill. You know, like we yeah. both love Bill. Yeah. Bill's taught me so much about drumming and sounds. Um, I really didn't learn how to tune a kit till I worked with Bill. You know, because I, I would tune a kit like I thought about a live show, and then studio there were so many like yeah. you know. Variables. And nowadays, with all the samples and stuff like that, sometimes well, you don't really, you have to worry it about it. It doesn't matter. You could be I know, the table. But, but it don't matter to me. I mean, the old it does art, matter, but it doesn't. You know, but getting the sound like, you know, like the mics, you know, um, it's, a cool, it's a cool science. It really is cool, you know. Um, did you ever set up a place to do record? Like I have, a, and when I was in California, I remember that you could do it. No, I, I was recording in my I had my yeah, garage. Uh, people would send me for tracks. Hire, yeah. yeah, I've I, never been able to, to do that. I got to get back to it because I got a little room and I I wanted I want to do it man. and I want to get back because I really enjoy doing it. Nowadays, you know, when I get session, I I go to the studio and I maybe yeah. charge a little more so I can pay the engineer and all that sure, stuff. Sure, you have to. But um, I like the um, I like I like that whole process of recording yeah. and and 
you know. It took me, I tell you, man, my st- I couldn't record. I remember recording in my garage. It took me about three weeks to get a bass drum sound. Right. I didn't know. And then one day Steve Churchard came over and showed me. He goes, well, if you push that button. <laughs> I went, oh, shit. Oh, the mute button? <laughs> <laughs> Just getting back to that video shoot for a second again. Where did you, what rooftop did you shoot that on? It was in Brooklyn. It was the guy who shot the video. Um, it was his brother's rooftop i don't know if he lived there too and his brother's a great drummer um you know that band that clem burke is in not blondie the uh, um oh yeah the one with elliot easton yeah he yeah. subs for clem, oh, subs for clem. his brother clem's oh, a great drummer great too. Drum. oh my goodness <laughs> he's another guy with style like you know oh, like he's got a man you know ridiculous hey, clem so, always wanted to be in the ramones but right. you know but he looks like a yeah, ramone yeah but okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was done on their rooftop, and in it was Brooklyn. really cold up there. It really cold for and, me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I mean, look at me. Yeah, I'm <laughs> skinny. But it, it no was, it's a great fat. video. Look it, look it up. Uh, another uh, song you sent us, uh, Fred, that I'd love to play is um, "Peace, uh, Peace, Love, and Happiness" from G Love and Special Sauce. Yeah. Uh, tell a little bit about how you hooked well, up on that album. So this is actually through my buddy Pete Donnelly, even though I know. G. Yeah. Garrett. He's a good you know. dude. Yeah. I like um, him. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. So he had a studio. Used to have a studio 12th and Callahill, I believe. And they needed some kungas and percussion. Pete knew that I yeah. was able to do that. So I went over there and did it. And you know how to do it. You know the difference, man. Yeah. Right. I was listening or reading an interview with you and you'd said something he wanted a, a sympathy for the devil type exactly. sound like a little latin well basically he pete and i dropped him off at some hotel he was staying i don't think he was living in philly at the, point, at the point at that point and his words to me as he departed were just think sympathy sympathy for the devil yeah and he was right yeah that, that was the way to go and this is off of uh, Superhero Brother from That's 2008, right. which is 11 years ago already. Wow. <laughs> Where's he living these days? Where's he? I think he's in Boston. He's in Boston. Yeah. yeah. Cool band. Yeah. Great band. Is this the only thing you did with him? Or yeah. yeah. I remember when I was in San Diego, they loved him there. Oh, yeah. It was cool living out there because, uh, you know, you get, you know, you find, you know, they love G-Saw, G-Lolo. Special song. They belly loved up. him. Did you go to Belly Up? What's that? The Belly Up. Is that oh, yeah, I would go there. Yeah. 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 Solana Beach. Yeah. Right next door. Yeah. Great club. This is a good song for, like, a nice spring day. Like the, it's, Oh, whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool video, too. So he tours with three guys, right? It's just him yeah. and two. That's it. Bass player and a drummer. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Jeff. Weren't you guys on the same bill at one of the uh, Hoagie Fests or yeah, something? Yeah, we played or? a concert. Um, was it Hoagie Fest? Or? It was, uh, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah, we did Hoagie Fest. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, we did Hoagie Fest, and then we did a gig with G Love at um, and Southside Johnny at the Borgata. Oh, cool. A couple wow. of years ago, I, me- yeah. I remember that. I wasn't yeah. there, but I remember. Yeah. That. I remember wanting to go and not being yeah. able to make it. And, uh, I yeah. auditioned for Southside when I was you did? nineteen years old. No, I didn't get the gig. But well, because La Bamba was a family friend. My dad and his stepdad were best friends. Oh no shit! So he hooked me up with the audition, yeah. but I was too young. Did you ever meet Springsteen? Did you ever meet him? No, I met Johnny. 
but never spring. And I met Roy Britton. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. And and nice and guy. and uh, and, uh, and um, little Stephen. I, I met oh, him right on. Times. But Very you know cool. that, that that guy's. Um, I was, uh, I guess, um, fascinated by the way he runs his operation. His oh yeah, band and shit. You know? I actually did some business with Max. You know. And you, yeah. Mosquito Records. Oh, right. Because I worked at Disc Makers. Oh, right. For like, right, right, right. About 16 years. Yeah, you were up, our guy we'd come up, to, Up man. until I started playing with Amos. Yeah. That was my uh, bread Max and is a sweet guy. He's really nice. Yeah, well, he was, he, well, at that time, I think he was in law school. Yeah. And I Stop, He never stopped playing, but I remember when Bruce was going off to his hiatus and in, 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 with the guys in Gary right, Malibu right, and all those great right. drummers, great band. Yeah, yeah. Um, the East Street Band guys were kind of figuring out where, where they're right, going to go, right. you know? I, I, I wonder if even some of the guys, and I, matter of fact, I know it because I was going to do some gigs with, um, uh, what's the, oh man. Who I, we, Danny? No, nah, not Roy, but the other kid. Uh, Danny Steve, Frederick? Danny yeah, 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 I like, nearly did, yeah. A, did a gig with him. didn't happen, but I remember they didn't know what, you know, like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Wow. You know what I mean? That's a, you do, you know, it's. But that's another band that's been together forever. Wow. And then you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, what I'm going to do now? I'm in middle-aged, and what am I going to do? Yeah. It's a weird place to it's be. tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're getting late on time, but I have to ask, about, I, I, I joke with Dave all the time that he, you know, at In the Pocket gigs, in the yeah. history, the, the almost 10-year history of In the Pocket, Dave's the only one who's never left the stage. Yeah, yeah. It's because you know, Dave, Dave jokes that he's selfish, he doesn't want to give up the drums, <laughs> and, and as Dallin says, well, your name's in the title of the project. Yeah. Should, but yeah. if you ever had a drummer oh. sit in yeah. on an In the Pocket gig or even Fred. get two drums... Fred would be a great guy. Yeah. But then Fred brought up the point that if you were to vacate the drums for a song and him sit in, he's actually plays left handed. Yeah, but he plays right handed too. Yeah. He's really I mean, good. I, I didn't know. I, it never occurred to me that that would even be an issue, nah. lefty, righty with drums. But, I mean, is it? <laughs> Tell me what you did on my birthday. Birthday invited me up for one song. I was up there for two hours. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Well, yeah, I play just being a lefty in a right handed world. Yeah. I can sit down in a kit and play. Yeah. Right handed. Okay. Well, well, actually, left-handed, right-footed, yeah. So right. open-handed, uh, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't record like that. But uh, I can, you know, I can fake it. It's a tricky good. thing, man. It really yeah. is. So, how about here. getting Fred up at it? Yeah, a yeah. I mean, I, only no if question. he sings. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how, about, how about Dave plays the harmonica? Dave stands up, plays a harmonica. Yeah, uh, you, you already get oh, to man. I mean, look, I've been messing I know with he the plays guitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I, look. I mess around piano, guitar. I'm a hack on all that. But I like to, you know, and I've been writing for a long time. So, yeah, someday I'll get, you know, the big band thing I think is going to happen. Uh, songs at some point, you know, well, you, just out of love of doing it. But Fred would be my guy. Like well, you I, talk, Fred was saying you guys have talked maybe about doing a two drummer thing. Yeah, like, we talked about Johnny that Neal Johnny Neal. Yeah, uh, Almonds right. kind of that would be fun. BC five hundred would have been Johnny. Cool. You don't know of this yet, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Johnny. Like I might have mentioned it to him. Because we love that guy. Yeah, we he's do. He's remarkable. And uh, and look, man, it could happen. You know, yeah. right now, like, you know, we got some open schedules. and do, Like, I, I'm, you know, the Hooters aren't going out till 2020. We got some stuff, but not a lot. Right. Um, but, you know, you never know. But I love I, I love Fred's playing. And Fred did play Fred's on, uh, he contributes to Expressway to, in the Pockets he, version man, of Expressway. Man, well, you know, and there's people out there that think, you know, like, tambourine is like an easy gig. Try play a tambourine on a session or a percussion or like a, a play a triangle or some right. of these smaller Even a shaker. A shaker, I'm, I'm man. A like guys shaker. like do it for like th- the guys would do it for ten seconds, but you do a consistent two, three, four minute 
rhythm and on a on a, in a rhythm in time like grooves. That takes hard. that takes uh, talent. And you know, Fred was my guy on Expressway because he was doing that. If you listen to that tambourine, it's it's the loudest thing on the mix, you know. And you got to have it right, you know. Yeah, it was fun. You're my that guy. Was a good time. That was a good time. And Fred just has, was a, a, has a great pocket, man. It's as simple as that. He just has it. You know? Were you guys and you guys obviously were all there at the same time? We right? did it. Oh, yeah, we, we did it together. It and, we and, cut yeah, it together. Right, yeah. It was live. We cut it together, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, that kind of stuff is uh, really great because Patty. He's got ears like a hawk. Yeah. Had you so met, she, had you he, known Patty before that at all or not? No. So was that the first time that you met her? That was the first time I met her. She, she, yeah. yeah, she was cool. She's yeah. cool and she yeah. and she she knows like like within a second if this is going to work or not. Like she's Good one of those two. like huh? you know, Cindy Lauper's like that, like great singers like they know. Yeah. Eh, you know, and they know if you're good or not like quickly. <laughs> you know. So yeah. it's it's yeah. you know. Well, speaking of in the pocket, of course, this big show Saturday, this Saturday night at the Art Music Saturday Hall. Night. Are you working? I actually have a birthday party to go to. Oh, okay. Well, if you're not, come. All right. Come play. All right. Yeah, we got to. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Gotta... You just invited him to play. Not yeah. right? You just uh, said tambourine. come play. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, well, you oh. know, I don't want to put him on the spot, you know, but, yeah. but, you know, what you would do. Have you ever played at an in the pocket gig or? Nope. Not yet. Right, well, what no, time's the birthday? They're, they're going to be playing pretty late. What time's the birthday? Uh, we'll, 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 we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you. <laughs> He'll corner you, baby. Uh, He'll corner you. Get you committed. Yeah. But go uh, go on songsinthepocket.org yeah. and there's a link or ardmoremusic.com. Or, yeah. And, and you find there's not many tickets left. Uh, yeah. And you can get the, the record. Oh, is, right. The, the new, the the new, new live, album live record is it's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm very proud of it. You can actually, you know, you can get it, get it there. And then I think in, shortly it'll be available in some stores because it's the first time we did any kind of distribution. And uh, the show, you can get tickets at Ardmore uh, Music Hall. I think it's nice. ArdmoreMusic.com. ArdmoreMusic.com. And that's, that's becoming quite a cool venue. And they're, I think that place is going to get real excited. Fred, Fred, Fred's trying to no, say no, something. No, no, no. no. Finish. No, no, no. I'm done. Right. <laughs> I'm done, baby. I just wanted to say, before I go, I just want to mention a, a Oh, I was going to give you the chance, yeah. Please, people, please just do. so nobody is offended that I forgot their name. If I forgot <laughs> you your name. You've got a list about 500 I, people I, you flew with. That's good. Cool. Please forgive me. <laughs> just some people that I'm currently playing with that yeah. deserve some recognition and, or if you want to, if you'd like to come see me do what I do live, yeah. um, uh, John Byrne is a great singer-songwriter from Dublin who's been wow. living in Philly for a while. Cool. Fantastic. Uh, Cookie Rabinowitz. Oh, that guy's great. Yeah. He's a he's great writer. Cool. Uh, uh, a country band called Ryland Brooks. Yeah. And it's uh, like outlaw country, like a throwback to the 70s. Love it. Cool. Kind cool. of stuff. Uh, obviously, Pete Donald. Uh, another guy, Reverend T.J. McGlinchey. Great. That I play with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my Hawaiian band, Slowey in the Boats, we play once a month at Dawson Street Pub in Maniunk from 5 in the afternoon till 9 in the evening, wow. and there's barbecue. So if you like Hawaiian yeah. and jazz and steel we'll guitar, come to that. Oh, you've nice. been there. Yeah. Dude, although every one of you got, that you mentioned is just top-notch great, man. Thanks, man. Really great, man. And then uh, I'm just in the process of putting a new project together with a good friend of mine, a guy named David Cope, uh, and the group's called Sass. Yeah. And it's kind of like a 70s. Uh, I would have actually played something, but it's not mastered yet. So I want to wait until wow. it's done properly. And then I have a project with 
Mr. Dan Reed from WXPN no shit. called the TFPs. I can't tell you what TFP stands for uh, on the air or yeah. the FCC will come down. Well, there's no FCC rules on yeah. in the podcasting. So yeah. if oh. Are these original oh, songs? Wait. Trust Fund Pussies. It's original songs? No, no. Actually, we play uh, Lost in America. You do Lost in America? Yeah, yeah. dude. So you'll have to come sit I'll in I'll sit in with you. That. That was but you got to play right, left hand. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Hey, man. I'm kidding. That was a. Uh, David plays on this Alice Cooper tune yeah. that we cover. Uh, he plays on the original yeah. recording. What a fun. I, oh, I, I got man. fond memories of that shit. That's I'll so cool bet. you're doing that. I'll bet. So, That's so cool. TFP, have you guys played out yet or not? Have you played? We play once. Wait, every that, you have that six great guitar player. So. Um, Chris. We got several Bella. guitar Whoever is available. Uh, uh, Ross. Ross. Great plays with player. us sometimes, yeah. sometimes Jesse Lundy. Sometimes oh, I love him. I, I had Pete no Donnelly. idea. I had no idea Jesse played like that. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. He's really good. Yeah, man. Man. So basically what Fred's saying is if you go see live music in Philadelphia somewhere, there's a very good chance Fred Berman's <laughs> going to be on drums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, yeah. And then some of the other people I have played with in the past, uh, Schooly D, which yeah. is your buddy, Schooly, yeah. a couple yeah. of gigs with him here and there. Yeah. Some singer-songwriters, Chris Casper, Cal Muddy. Adrian Reju that I'd like to give a shout out to. And if I'm forgetting anyone, please. Oh, oh. Actually, somebody whose album we both played on is Matt Severe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hi, Matt. Yeah. And so anyway, if I forgot your name, please yeah. uh, don't, don't hold it against them. me. Don't hold it against them, <laughs> man. All right. I'm going to Zildjian next week, man. Oh, I know. I yeah. saw you. Pat, Pat was up there yeah. last uh, yesterday. I'm going up there on Wednesday. I'm excited to see Sarah and uh, tell her I said hi. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, she like, never did hook me up. Well, you know what? You know, it's weird that whole Whatever. industry hook changed. You know, you know, but the thing of it is that it 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 it's because economics and stuff. But I'm telling you that. Um, yeah, to me, I, I'm kind of mad at myself that I didn't take care of that sooner because I well, think that, I mean, we, like, I could have should have done the interview. tried to hook me up with her, yeah. too. Yeah. I just <laughs> never, for yeah. some reason. Endorsement. Uh, oh, endorsement. <laughs> sorry. No, no, endorsement. No, no. <laughs> well, hook, it sounds like we're trying to Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Sarah. I yeah. just... You know, it's well, the great. It's a great. Believe me, this conversation between Fred and Dave is not ending when we go off the air. <laughs> Probably so, not. So you'll have this to, is part one this of is, the. This is part one of like nine. Yeah, we're going to keep going. Months or sometime. Well, Fred, thanks so much for man. For what a treat, man! And I love thanks watching. I love me. watching the way you guys play off each other, even just yeah. in conversation, just yeah. how you you trigger different memories in each other and, and the stories. And uh, John, I'm sure we're forgetting a lot of stuff. Oh my too. god. And well, some stuff we can't okay. mention. Well, uh, there's nothing you can't mention. It's well, whether you choose not to mention. Yeah. Is it? But I'm sure some of the stories back in the day. 40 years, the, man, yeah. of friendship and yeah. gigging. As Dave and, says, yeah. brother from another mother. Right? And then we, yeah. you know, we stayed in contact when like Fred would come into the West Coast. I'd always hear from him because yeah. uh, I was out there for 20 years. You know? Yeah. So um, it's cool. And we got friends. I told Glenn Goss that you went on the oh, show. Right like, on. All these people that cool. know Fred, you know. Um, so, you know, you know, over those years, you get like these, uh, friendships, relationships, and we got them with a yeah. lot of musicians, Philly guys out all yeah. over the world. Yeah. yeah. All know. right. Well, go see In the Pocket Saturday night at the yeah. Ardmore Music yeah. Hall. Maybe Fred will show up and play yeah. the tambourine. Hey, right on. No, no pressure. Hey, right on. <laughs> thanks. But right on. Uh, thanks to uh, Philly Rock Radio. Thanks to Wildfire Radio. Thanks to Marcus Darpino behind the booth. Thanks to our friends at Behavioral Pediatrics and ABA Therapy Associates. And and thanks again to Mark Maialino for his, yeah, for his generous Mark, donation and for his support and for keep listening and for everybody who's been listening. Yeah. So for Dave, I'm Andy, and yeah. we'll see you next week see on In the Pocket.